This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Welcome to... September 22nd edition of One Nation Radio here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I am your host, Rich Ladd, of course, here with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. I just wish that I could uh, record uh, police pulling me over for speeding and I could talk to them that kind of way and in, 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 in claiming this kayfabe. I wish. We can start there if you like, sir. Uh, this is one of these uh, free format shows, a.k.a. <laughs> we don't got shit written down or planned, so y'all want to just get it off the dome, freestyle, if you will. Uh, I've been deep in the lab making music, trying to make some hit records and stack them up and be able to put them out. And, you know, there have been a couple things of wrestling that I've been paying attention to in the meantime. Uh, but, yeah, you, you brought it up, James. Uh, Lacey Evans, tell us what happened on that. <laughs> a, a GTBW moment, uh, if, <laughs> if there ever yeah. was one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently she got pulled over in Canada, I think, outside of Edmonton or in Edmonton or whatever else. And then she, um, while she's getting pulled over and during a real traffic stop, not a work. It's been confirmed that that was not a work. Um, she goes off in character and is calling Edmonton and Canada nasties, and she she says, "Do you know who I am?" Which is obviously he'll move. She's in character, but it's like time and place, and like uh, she got ratioed. So good for one her. Of those were, yeah. I'm just like I, I thought. I thought the gimmick that you were running was like you would be, you know, respect the police. You, you know, yeah. Apparently, I obeyed the law. I was I was surprised. I was really surprised. Just comply on brand for her. Just comply. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Now, if she had got uh, if something happened to her, I'm sure it would not have been. You know, it would have been one of those. She was in character. She was just playing around. It would not have been the. Oh, you should just follow. You should just respect the the law. uh, The law. Nah. So, um, I'm glad. I'm look. I'm glad that that. uh, I'm glad that she's okay. I'm glad that nothing happened to her. She was like. she, it ain't like, but but it is not like that for everybody else, and I just want, I just hope that uh, she realizes that when she goes around uh, with the with the wheelie foo foo and playing and shit. Yeah, she um hit him with the uh, I don't know what type of police this was, uh, but you know it was it was Edmonton, I believe. Uh, so I don't think it was a Mountie or anything, but um, she hit him <laughs> with the. Uh, Do you know who I am? And he was like, he looked at her deadpan, and was like, no, like <laughs> that shit was awesome. <laughs> 
but uh, I I wonder if there was some type of arrangement made. She like, hey, you know, I'm I'm such and such. You mind if I shoot you? Da, 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 da. I don't know if that happened, but I would be interested to see if that story comes out. According to uh, according to the news story touching on it, that's not the case. Man, oops. that was all legitimate. So, it just happened. Like she was running, she was out here running the gimmick on a cop that had no idea. He was not was not uh well he was not smartened up. Shooting, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so I did uh earlier watch the Shingo Takagi and um Haruki Goto match from Destruction. Uh a real man match indeed. Um I'm glad that Shingo is a heavyweight now and then they are referring to him as such. Uh this was awesome. Like and I thought that it was just it just built and built and built until the end where it was like, yo, they kicking the shit out of each other. Like <laughs> so it was and you know, uh, Goto kicked out of a bunch of big moves. Uh, you know, Shingo kicked out of Shoten Kai. Uh I loved it. And you know, it is right up my alley. If it's not flips, I want it to look like that. So <laughs> what, what, what did you think of this, <laughs> James? I thought it was great. Um, I I thought it was very, very, very damn good. And then all of a sudden they start the sequence where they're just like, it's just back to back, back to back, back to back uh, clotheslines where they're just knocking the target. Like you can see the sweat flying off each other after every like lariat. And you're just like, yo, this is wild. Like they're beating the shit out of each other um, in safe places. Not like, you know, Naito Ibushi, we were just talking about off air a second ago. I don't want to see another one of those ever again, but yeah, it, it it was wild and like I it I don't know if it was better than their G one match or not, but like they're both great fucking matches, so it's like I don't really you know, and also there was so much wrestling I just all on a blur, I don't really remember it that well. But like I mean it's definitely four at least four and a half for me. Yeah, I, I think I was about four and a half on it when I was watching it. Uh I'm I'm on my timeline right now and all of a sudden I see Cody Rhodes put up a picture with Dominique Wilkins of all people, and I guess they did some type of thing uh together so i guess those atlanta roots run deep you know for uh <laughs> for cody and and such um so another thing that i saw on my timeline over this past weekend was the discussion of uh black wrestlers in AEW. now this kind of thing has kind of come up before um as far as like people in color in general in AEW, and you know there were a lot of complaints that were going on that didn't seem to make a, a whole lot of sense. I remember you sending a tweet out before James that kind of like, you know, exposed uh, what people was really talking about and almost encouraging them to say what they really mean. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I was trying to think how long ago it was. It might've been like January or something. Um, I saw people that were, you know, WWE apologists talking about um, diversity and AEW because AEW is coming to thing. And, um, uh, I guess their concern was that there weren't going to be any people of color, which, like, nah, that's not – that really wasn't what they meant. They really meant there weren't going to be any black people. So, um, so I, I mean, I went through the I, – I went through, you know, the closest thing that they had to a show, AEW, which was all in. Just went through it. It's like, okay, uh, you have four Mexicans in the main event. Uh, you have uh, a Japanese dude who was in one of the headlining matches. You had another uh, – Another Mexican that was in one of the headlining matches. Then you had uh, trying to think who else was in that was in there. Um, and you also had Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. uh, one of the headliners on um, All In. And the Bushi was in the main event too. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about the Bushi. 
yeah, and then you also throw in like they had a, they had one of the better women's matches um, in North America last year uh, in that four way. So, uh, so for me, uh, major North American wrestling. So, uh, so for me, it's just like all right. So, what you're really saying, what you really are saying, is that you don't think there'll be any black people, which is that's a fair uh, uh, or fair representation of black people. And I, I think that's a, a fair place to feel if you're a person that just has any um, passing history of the entertainment business or wrestling business in North America over the last, you know, count however long you want. This has existed. So, so, um, so for me, it was like, don't say it's a diversity problem because that's divert. That is, that has diversity there uh, for what you saw at the time. And even now in AEW with, with Joshi's every with Joshi wrestling and um, with the way they, they do treat the Lucha brothers and uh, Lucha bros. And also uh, how to spot, spot case with whoever's like the hot person in, you know, triple A or whatever. So, um, that's, that's diversity. Isn't the thing what you're saying or, or it is a thing, but like, it's always comes down to whose diversity are we talking about? Right. So diversity is objective. So if, so if you're talking about, there aren't enough black people in here, just say that. And, and then like, we can have a discussion as opposed to like giving for lack of a better word, white people any excuse to latch on to, to just, uh, avoid any con- uh, conversation about, what you really want to have a conversation about. So don't, just don't beat around the bushes. Go ahead and talk about it. Speak on it. So um, now as far as, uh, from what I remember, I think you said that uh, Sonny Kid is the only black male singles wrestler on the AEW roster, right? Yeah, that I can think of. Besides that, it's just Scorpio Sky, who's in SEU, of course, and Private Party. Uh, if Unless I'm missing someone else, I believe that's it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, and that's going to be a struggle just like anything else, like, when it comes to AEW, because AEW supposedly is the best of the, or it's kind of like, you know, the rest of the indies after uh, NXT has came through and, and rated, rated the indies, right? From PWG and, you know, AEW and wherever else uh, around around this country. So you, we we go to often to uh, these uh, different indie shows, whatever else. Like, do you see a representation of black wrestlers? uh compared to like other forms of entertainment rich i feel i I feel like it's about the same like (laughs) when you look at like all right um if if there's a lack of black people in for uh you know for say hollywood or something like that uh, or who wins in hollywood it feels like the same type of uh energy is around that yeah and so like for me like for like, me yes, on Twitter, like like I saw the whole thing going down, and you know uh, over this past week it it came up again, and a lot of the you know the FDS as I call them, and uh, w- was jumping on this like quite heavily, and I felt like I didn't want to jump in to a discussion. I felt like Twitter wasn't the proper medium for because mm-hmm. it allows this, this the like you know requires a lot of looking in the mirror, I think, and then also like acknowledging how the world works (laughs) and then not Uh putting that into your hatred for a promotion that exists by itself. Like, I think, I think that's what a lot of it was going on on here. So like, I actually had a conversation with uh, my buddy Dan about this and, uh, and I was, you know, I kind of told him, you know, my feelings on it and I figured I'd tell the rest of you guys like on it here as well. My thing is, as you mentioned, James, we're getting who's left kind of and that's already been a star and then you start thinking about like the combo of how many folks that are currently under contract that that are elsewhere whether it's evolved the pipeline like that 
WWE or even places like Impact or um, ROH, stuff like that. Who has access to relationship with guys that are doing much of the recruiting in, in AEW? So if you look at the different divisions, like Kenny Omega's recruiting all the women, essentially. And then the other people that we, we can put a public like face to recruiting are the Young Bucks and Cody. Now, think about who has access to those relationships. And remember, this is a business like any other business that are based on relationships. And then you look at the actual number of black wrestlers that are out there. Now, I know the work has been done uh, by an excellent account named Black Rexcellence, I believe. When you're starting to look at that list, right, that he put, the first, I want to say 35, if 30 of them aren't WWE, it's it's higher, I believe. So when you get past the top 30, you're starting to get into picking from 45, you know, and below. And, you know, these people just haven't got that far yet. Now, look at the wrestlers that came into AEW. So you're talking about someone like a Sunny Kiss, right? Where did mm-hmm. where did Sonny Kiss work? He's been on national TV before, and he's been through the Northeast Indies. You know who else worked a ton of Northeast Indies? Cody. Uh, yeah. So because of what didn't and also you know the hog stuff in New York. So right. So I, I'm getting there with the young bucks. So like, okay, the actual like demographics of black wrestlers, let alone ones that you can push as main event caliber right now, which is what the complaint is. And that aren't locked up somewhere. And this is a thing that is like caught on. And somehow James WWE has been painted as the black company. Do you, do you, do you understand this at all? Like, <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. What the, the abhorrent history, like the WWE has with black wrestlers, okay, let, they have been, per, they have been painted as the black company. Let's, 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 let's start right here. The only black company in North in, 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 um, American pro wrestling right now is like reality wrestling. Cause Booker T runs it. In hog, yeah, hog, forget about hog too. <laughs> like you know, I mean, if you want to say f f uh, f u w when it was running, or whatever else or whatever, yeah, sure. But uh, like for me, it's just look. Um, if WWE has the top thirty five people, that does not mean the AEW is off the hook for not going through thirty five to a hundred a hundred and fifty, right? So like it's still on them to the search out and find talents that they think can develop into whatever they want, whatever they're looking for. Right. So it's just like how they went out there and they signed jungle boy, even though jungle boy has next to no experience or not next to like a very little, um, very limited experience. The same think, reason. Think like about how jungle boy though. And- think about jungle boy. So he's got a relationship with bar wrestling, PWG, Joey Ryan. That's a, that's a pipeline. That's just a pipeline. A lot of black wrestlers aren't in right now. I understand that, but like if the pipeline is simply like, all right, okay, so who was it? Uh, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians uh, uh, is the coach for the Bucks now, and he hired a black offensive coordinator, a black defensive coordinator, a black uh, special teams coach, and I believe they're the first uh, the first NFL staff to ever have all black uh, secondary coaching staff like that, and. They he was interviewed about it, and basically, uh, he more or less said, "Like, if you want to make these hires, you identify the talent, and then you going, and then you go and get them, and regardless, of whatever it is it is whatever it is." So, for me, like, yes, I understand what AEW is up against because so many people that they that they could have used, like, they could have definitely used um, Rod, you know, Strickland, like, you know, or they could definitely use ACH 
oh well they're gone now it's on you to go out there and go find and start finding people right like yeah. if you can go find warlow some, somewhere or wherever the fuck you found him at you can go find um about you know ar fox or uh, ar fox is a bad example because he's an involved whatever you get my point you can go find you can go look for dudes like uh, we there's some people you know, for example, like Troy Hollywood. Is is he in the pipeline with uh, WWE right now? He's right now in FIP, which is like the promotion you're in before you get to Evolve. And currently, I I talked to him the other day. He's trying to angle and you know go for an Evolve contract. So pretty soon he will be out of the pipeline. But nah. so they they do have to get better at their recruiting. This is, I'm not saying yeah. people are wrong for questioning no, no, this no, 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 or no. anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't need, I, like, I, this, uh, this is not a simple conversation, and people want simple answers so they can be on the, they can just say that, oh, I was right, right, as opposed to, you know, um, talking this And, and, and I wouldn't person. want them just to sign a black wrestler for the sake of having black wrestlers either. Like, and, like, sign people that are good, sign people that, you know, f- can be stars, and if they happen to be black too, that's good also, <laughs> like, in this case, right? And I don't know. Yeah, I you know we you know we keep it a buck here. Like so, the you know a lot of people are sending these tweets. They were ju- they're just feigning utter confusion. Apparently, these are like the first black people I've ever met that don't know that we normally have to work twice as hard to even get chances or seen. Like I don't like that, but that's kind of how the country works. But <laughs> like like I don't really understand um, how people don't like know what's going on. They just see. It's like they've closed, like they're not thinking about things like, yo, there are pipelines that exist, there are relationships that exist, and folks actually have to, I think, you know, they need to get those chances to get to a PWG. It's a lot that goes on. Private Party, uh, as I was mentioning. They wrestle for House of Glory, who's House of Glory have a great relationship with? The Young Bucks. And so maybe House of Glory is the path for more, you know, black wrestlers to get into AEW. Maybe it is, but ultimately, I'm saying ultimately, where I'm, I guess where I'm, where my, where I kind of are landing on this is, I understand this landscape as far as AEW or WWE have most of the black talent for wrestling, um, or a, a gigantic share of it, but if AEW wants to actually, you know, if, if that's what. They, if they want to talk about diversity themselves and and all that kind of stuff, and Cody wants to come out here. And um and talk about um how he's not doing the colorblind thing because he learned his lessons from his wife. Then they're gonna have to put that they're gonna have to put that to the test, and they're actually gonna have to go out there and find and find diamonds in the rough. And look, that's part of the job anyway because a or WWE's been hoarding a bunch of talent, white, black, uh, Asian, um, Hispanic, and otherwise anyway. So they're just gonna have to do they have to do the same thing they're doing um with everybody else. Yep. Um, yeah, and that's where I'm leaning on. So, like, I'm not so. Yes, yeah, so I understand what they're up against, and yeah, there's nobody that just comes out screaming to you right now. But like, that they still have to go and do their work and go and go get a few people uh, to to eventually help develop or or making the stars like they can go out there and claim that they made um you know um private party or uh Luchasaurus and and Jungle Boy into like to feel like stars in like a matter of a show or two like. If they if if they have that kind of magic touch, I don't see why they can't work some of this black magic either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so like so like I'm not I know what they're up against, and but but they're still gonna have to do it. So it's on them. 
and we'll see you on, we'll see you in time so and for, for what is worth like so pw torch i believe his rich fan actually asked a question to tony khan during the last scrum like where are the you know the black you know wrestlers of color khan said it would be addressed rather soon and you know uh, you know, early in the promotion, he kind of gave that hint. So all we can do at this point is kind of wait and see if they're lying to us or not. And if they're lying about it, feel free to, uh, you know, go ahead and, and jump on their heads. But, you know, I'm kind of willing to see if <laughs> if he's bullshitting or not. I don't know if that's an unreasonable um, stance on it. Yeah, but... yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm willing to give them the, I'm willing to give them um uh, the time, attic, whatever time uh, is necessary for them to go ahead there and, and do what they say they're gonna do. But at the same time, I'm I'm still sitting here. Uh, when I got when I posted that thing about uh the fact that like the people that are I remember when I posted that tweet about uh back in January about like y'all the the talk about diversity is garbage because y'all ain't talking about diversity. Y'all talking about just black people and y'all and y'all need to be okay with saying black people and and stop you know Ducking. trying to you know and try, stop trying to pull punches. So then, like people that were that just wanted to immediately, you know, say those people are crazy to have those concerns, and even if they are FDSs, those are legitimate concerns, right? Like they they wanted to try to use it to dunk on people, and I had to like tell I had the people that are like liking my tweets and be like, "Hey man, y'all need to chill because like y'all don't y'all 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 are pretending like this isn't an actual legitimate problem everywhere else in the world and 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 issues in uh, places beyond just wrestling." So. Like y'all need to chill. Y'all need to knock that out. I'm telling people they need to say what they what they really want to say, and y'all are acting like it's something that is not. So I'm not. I'm in the middle on both of this. I'm not on either side on this one. Right. It's um, and it's crazy. You know, a lot of a lot of stuff was going on on Twitter. Like as far as, oh shit. Um, it was just a lot a lot of stuff on Twitter. Like like a lot of muslin going a lot a lot of different ways. And um, I I I would say nothing's going to be accomplished when you get in these conversations except waiting to see what happens on this front and then you'll probably have something better to work with. Um launching with, you know, main event ready African American stars is, is kind of difficult based on the contract situation and everything like that. Um as we mentioned uh Tony Khan said this would be addressed. Who they have in mind, I don't know. I looked at the list guys I can vouch for personally and me being a wrestling junkie and everything like that. There's only like three guys I can think of that aren't, you know, locked up somewhere. It's Saeed, Al Savah, Troy Hollywood, and Snoop Strikes. After that, I'm even like learning more stuff about a guy like Darius Lockhart. I actually got, you know, turned on to like some of his promos on Twitter. So a guy like that would be incredible for AEW. So uh, it's really, as James mentioned, it's on them to do the work now. Like Cody likes to say, yeah. do the work. Now, it, now it's really time to do the work, sir. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, and look, if it comes down to you need to start signing people to developmental deals, whatever else, or, or like similar to what they're doing with, um, like Sadie Gibbs, for example, who's only worked like a ha- you know a-, a few dozen days before she ever got signed to AEW, then you have to like take your ass somewhere and find some great athletes and um and and, and teach them how to work, just like how you did with Sadie Gibbs. Yeah. Um... If there ain't none, make some. Period. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so I, I just kind of want to you know bring that up briefly here on the show uh if you were jumping out of your head onto uh you know you know just bash people and everything just just let that go like you're not getting anything out of it you're not 
uh, you're not of higher moral ground for doing this either. So, <laughs> um, and, and it's kind of like why I, I was talking to Josh. It was like you know, just Twitter is just trash in general. And then uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's becoming less and less of a fun place to be. Uh, we mentioned last week when um when when Kenny and Dijakovic were were going at it. We were here having having a good old time with the jokes and then just people just ruining it. Just like, oh my God, shut up. Let's just let them talk. I heard a great quote this weekend. It was, I think someone may have said it on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Let these companies, don't fight for these companies. Let these companies fight over you. Like, that's, 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 that's kind of what needs to happen right here. And I'm I'm ready for AW as much as anybody, but if you think I'm about to just like let these niggas slide on, on just about everything, you have another thing coming. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, man, I yeah, I I was kind of disheartened by the whole by the whole thing because like I'm I, I'm trying to like be as open and sh- and on this issue as anyone. Obviously, there's a conflict of interest. Me being a black person here. <laughs> So, um, it's just, it's just a thing where it's like, there are, there are a lot of, you know, conversations to be had and Twitter's a terrible medium for a lot of them. So be careful when you engage in such conversations, if you choose to do so. So, uh, that's just a message from, you know, in general. So, cause, <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, so I wish we would talk about next James. <laughs> cool transition. Oh. I mean, since you want to talk about, uh, you know, Twitter being a toxic place, how about a place that, uh, how about like if you've, you know, you've, what if you have uh, authored in a, and cultivated a, 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 just a stellar mute list to avoid spoilers for an event. And then all of a sudden, like it works perfectly for you for 36 days, 36 glorious days. And then, then, then at the time you needed the most, the condom breaks, and you are then you you're just ruined. Sucks, bro, bro. I was able. I I have a list on Stardom, of Stardom wrestlers and past and present, and people like Rossi Ogawa, Yuri the ring announcer, uh, the other the, the male ring announcer, uh. Fumi, uh, I think Simper Vivi is even on it. Like, because I know Simper Vivi actually, you know, we talked about Starm a little bit when we uh, when we uh, uh, hung out in um in New York. So I had I have that list of people blocked. And I block it every single time before there's going to be a Cork a Cork and Hall show, and I had it blocked for the past or since uh, the the Grand Prix started. And I also have a, a hu- even longer list of keywords blocked out, names, you know, everybody's name that's on the roster is blocked out, first in, last. I'm not playing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not do, playing. Do you have the Japanese characters muted as well? No, I, no, I do not because I, if I have if I have the their accounts blocked and I have their English names blocked, I should be I should be good, right? So this system has worked for me since like at least. Like May, every Corican blocked. I don't, you know, I, I unspoiled perfectly. Get through this tournament. We get to the last. You get to the last day. Everything's perfectly fine. Stardom puts up the because uh, the show was last night. Stardom puts up the uh, the championship uh, match. Um, still unspoiled. 
So I'm like, okay, I get to watch the final night. So there's like five people in play on one block. There's two people playing the other block. There's seven people that play. I get to watch these seven people fight to get into this champion or get into this uh, final between, uh, I think that's over four matches. And then I scroll down my timeline, watching football, uh, going through the football stuff. See Dalvin Cook is out here eating up the the Raiders. Um, And then I see Jim Valley. He retweeted. He retweeted. Rich, you have no idea how furious I am about this one because this is not nothing to do with Jim. Jim's great. Jim's very helpful. He helped me out uh, trying to figure out if we were gonna be able to make it from um, from the Stardom show in New York to uh, Brooklyn or New York to take over New York. Yep. He helped me out with that. Very helpful in line. He read. He he uh, he. Uh, was it retweet with a comment and. I got spoiled on who won the uh, the Grand Prix before it even happened. And the worst part about it is what he retweeted was from, from an account that I had blocked. So apparently if you – or not blocked, but muted. So apparently if you mute someone's account, tweets – if a tweet somebody retweets the shit, it still comes up on comes your timeline. Bro, so, I was so you remember. So Hurt. You remember a couple, so, couple months ago when they had that like uh, it was like the African phrase it was like sko patu mana I got all those I, I muted that and it didn't work like it still just kept coming through every third tweet like <laughs> so I don't I don't I don't ask for much I haven't watched a match I'm not going to discuss it I'm a, I'm going to wait until all the other. Uh, the rest of that show comes out with all the other matches because there's also a um, there's also a Kagetsu and Arisa match that's um, it's not for anything it's just for to finish out the night or finish out the block that's also great so I'm not gonna comment on it until all the stuff comes up I'm gonna watch it I'm gonna watch it so and I also don't know who won uh, the other block so um, I'm in, and I I don't know who they who the winner faced in um, in the turn in the uh, final so I, there's still stuff for me to watch to be intrigued about but. It, it damn sure hurt. Like, damn. I, 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 I really, bro, I really tried. Like, I've enjoyed this tournament so much, so much. <laughs> and it just, to, just to have that one, just, you know, whenever I watch these matches, some of them will be like, yeah, three and a half. But it was a four-star match. Well, I got ruined. So wow. I can't, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I, can't, I can't go back in time and, and fix how I feel while watching it. So there we go. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so I won't, I won't talk about it. The, anything else so when, whenever uh james watches that we'll be back to talk about the stardom stuff we won't spoil it for you guys here on the show today if you guys are checking for that so we gotta um actually i got sent something from ryan evans what's up ryan he um it's, it's really funny because ryan will send um a question or like a comment he has to like a tweet that's like a week old it's always hilarious but <laughs> he said um he heard in uh he has an interview uh he's talking about chris benoit's son david benoit and he's trained to be a wrestler uh, he's actually been on Talk is Jericho before, and he there was a report of him wanting to join AEW, and he wanted to ask, do you know he do we think he should or should he stay away from wrestling because who his dad is? Personally, he thinks that he's done nothing wrong. I think he should get an opportunity like, like anyone else, uh, but that's his opinion. Yeah. Um, look. I I believe that uh what's what's uh what's Chris Benoit's son's name? David Benoit. David. I believe David Benoit should be able to get a fair shake wherever he goes. But the problem is he won't. So, like if he wants to come a wrestler, he's gonna have, he's probably uh, and I was talking to Kettle about this the other day. 
Like, if he wants to become a wrestler and he wants to make a name for himself, he's probably got to leave the country because him. Because I mean, I have a hard time imagining. Now, look, I could be wrong, but I have a hard time imagining that you know Corgan in in uh, Corgan in NWA or or MLW or Ring of Honor or WWE or AEW or Impact. I have a hard time believing that any of these people, any of those uh, companies would like in good, in good faith, just go out there and hire him. If he's good enough, just off rip, unless he has something, unless he has something more besides just being another good wrestler. So like he's going to have to go out there to Japan or somewhere else and, and, and make his bones and get buzz for him. And, 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 you know, and the people will be able to, you know, have, be able to overlook that. But like, just, just fresh face. Like I don't, I have a hard time imagining him like, or oh, I, I actually not have a time. Like, can you imagine a million years that like, oh yeah, like we have Chris Benoit's son. Let's bring him to the PC. I don't. Never. He he's gonna have to like. Would you say he's gonna have to be Wild Pegasus too or something like that? Like, oh yeah, I was like, yeah, go out, he's gonna have to go to Japan to be Wild Pegasus Junior. Yeah. yeah. And then man. I believe, uh, and I believe, uh, then Jeremy made the joke about like, uh, what is what is uh, El Viking Del Hingo? What is that's his name? Uh, El Hijo de Vikingo. Yeah, so you say he's gonna be he's gonna have to go out there and be El Heel Del Del, uh, Del Pegasus or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I also think he should uh he should get the chance to pursue uh his wrestling how he how he chooses to um you know even if it comes to eventually having to change his name uh it's gonna be really hard for companies to even like be like well this is the son of you know such and such he's almost gonna have to be like I, I you know. I think there's a way to do it. I, th- I think the Pegasus idea isn't the the worst thing yeah. um, they yeah. they could do. Look, put them in the blue tights. Yeah, ain't no ain't. Look, I could put. I'm, I'll say it just as simple. Like, ain't. <laughs> I'm gonna say it just as simple. Like, anybody in entertainment is either hiring OJ Simpson's kids. Yeah. Um, it's, look, and that's fucked up because they had nothing to do with it. But I don't make the rules, and apparently the rules is people ain't trying to deal with none of that. They don't want no look. Russell Business got a bad enough name as is, but like bringing back a Benoit, even though he's you know he's just a guy, like bringing back that name, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a tough ass for any company for somebody that doesn't already have something on the table to provide for them. Yeah. Um. Like I believe that if he's good enough. Or if, if he makes a name for himself, I believe he will get hired, but he has to go do that somewhere else first, though. Yeah, he's, he's got to go. He got to get a passport, start start running up the numbers. Um. Yep. <laughs> like he need to, he gonna have to go to Spain and start. He gonna have to go to Spain and uh and start uh and go fight the A kid pound for pound with A kid. Yes, <laughs> he's gonna have to go pound for pound with A kid, or he's gonna have to go out there and take his ass to a uh, WXW and start working uh uh you know dragging off and and, and Walter and whoever else. Yeah, way out there. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe they a little bit more looser on this uh, type of thing here. But um, yeah, man, did you catch these new batch of NXT shirts, James? Yes, I did. Um, Woo. And so many of them for people that like haven't even been on TV or haven't been on TV in forever, and like who knows when they'll ever come back if they'll ever come back. Like the seated Deanna Perazzo one. When she's like, I think she the last time she was on NXT television was like August for uh, the match on the pre-show of uh, of Brooklyn Four against uh, uh, Bianca Belair is like that's the last time we've seen her on TV. She got a T-shirt. Chelsea Green, who has not been on NXT TV um, since signing, not nope. 
uh, I believe there were also like uh, there's a horrible, Isaiah. atrocious Kona Reeves one that's just literally Kona Reeves, <sighs> like in plain font. Like people were clowning him, saying y'all might as well just put them Times New Roman uh, fonts on there. Th- these <laughs> shirts made that old Neville shirt look not that bad. I don't even remember the Neville shirt. Oh I think the, like the ones that were okay. Well, okay, like twenty seven or twenty six of them were just very, very, very basic. Right. But there were like, like three or four that were good. The Dreams new shirt is good. Dream has has had like three great, three very good shirts in a row. Um. The Street Profits had a red shirt that was that was cool, but the one, the one, the class of this entire uh, section of shirts that just came out is, I believe, was it black or was it black? It was blue? black. Okay, was a black Street Profits shirt that is stylized in the image of the classic pen and pixel album covers from 90s and early 2000s rap albums. So, like, if you ever seen a, ca- a early um, a, a pre 2004 cash money album cover, it looks in, in a similar vein to that. If you ever saw any any like Houston rappers from that same time frame, if you ever saw some Swisher House type stuff, right. or anything from Memphis, even some a little bit of Atlanta, but mostly those three places. It looked just like one of those album covers. It was fantastic. I cannot wait to buy one of those shirts. I love, I don't know I, I love how, how the street pop is sneaking Vince, stuff in. I don't know how Vince keeps finding ways to get money from me. <laughs> <laughs> like he keeps getting into nine ninety nine every single every single month. But like, I haven't bought a WWE shirt in a minute. Like I don't think I bought one since uh, it's probably since WrestleMania, right? Yeah, they're it, but he found a way to get this thirty something bucks out of my hands. I don't know how he's done it. You look scammer. You know he, I've, I've, he got me. He got me. Yeah, man. I don't know what to say. He got me. So, um, another thing I want to talk about. I asked this question on Twitter. I want to say maybe like less than a week ago. Um, and I was kind of like fishing for a certain response. Uh, that would be like, well, if you respond like this, then how do you justify, you know, whatever? So my question was, will Kofi Kingston get a second world title reign? Uh, uh for the WWE title or universal title? Sure. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm right there with you. And my thing was, um, I was looking for people that, that wanted to say yes on this, right? And <laughs> why, so you can why, so you can like NBA jam on <laughs> Okay, maybe a little bit, right? But <laughs> what you ain't what you ain't shit, Rich. My, my thing would have been like, okay. So if you say no, right, and you're someone that maintains he's had this great reign, which there are those that feel that way, right? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. If the reign is so good, why wouldn't he get the belt again? Right. So that that was kind of like my thinking asking asking this, and I was like, "Yo, with Brock Lesnar coming back now, of course to to SmackDown, they're going to be doing a one on one match uh, for the title on the first night on Fox. Looks like Vince is immediately about to get back into Brock Lesnar business, and it's been you know the end of the road for uh, Mr. Kofi. Do you think this thing just, just flopped? And you know, if so, who's it on? Like it, it like." Like what did they like? Where where did it go wrong uh, in this title reign? Well, 
I wouldn't call it a flop because he was very, very, he was, um, I think he was a very, very good on, I think he was good on TV. I won't say I would retract very, very good, but like, I think he was good on TV as a champion in a, in a, um, person that just went out there and took on challenges and beat, and beat people in the middle of the ring with his move over and over and over as a way that like, uh, we was for me, it was refreshing to see because I'm tired of weak champions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, from that aspect, I think on TV, I think on TV, he was a much better champion than he was on pay-per-view. Like I think it's night and day. Um, I think on pay-per-view, he was very average to mediocre as a champion, but on TV, he was actually a, one of the better champion, main champions. Um, and let's say in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, it, uh, what was the second part of the question? I'm sorry about that. So, like, like where did it go wrong? Like, you know, the, oh, the, oh, yeah, that right, right. Now, where it went wrong was like they gave him safe opponents. Like, it's almost like I mean, obviously it's a work sport, but like they didn't give them any like uh, not. I won't say dangerous because obviously it's a work sport, but. They didn't give him any opponents that the crowd believed were was was actually a threat to take the title from him. Like someone be like, "Oh, they're going to book somebody that that could actually win this belt." I can't wait to tune in to see this Kofi match. Like it turned into like, "Okay, he beat Kevin Owens after they just literally like just said they moved Kevin Owens to the side." Oh, it's uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, it's Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler. and that's been dead since fucking 2013, right? So, or or to the or 2014 until they like made sure they slammed that door after they brought back the authority after that. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they made sure <laughs> they, they slammed the door. <laughs> so, um, so this dude's been like, been a no shot at a, at a, as a top guy or being a top champion for like five years, there's not a chance it's going to be him. Uh, and then, and then it got to order thing. And that's where things got interesting until the match started. Like it is, it's really weird. Like, you know, we ultimately to always talk about, um, or the way we like our wrestling is, we can forgive some of the flaws in a feud or whatever else if they deliver um, during the climatic moments, which are, for the most part, the, the pay-per-view matches, right? Like, you look back, I think uh, 2016 feud of the year for us in o and Awards was Charlotte versus uh, Sasha. And the reason why is because they had, like, four great matches um, spread out between t- uh, between all the TV matches they had or whatever else. And they also had Hell in a Cell, which went wonky and is divisive amongst me and you. Like, I think that match is just good. I think you like that. You think you, I believe you, you really, really like that match at the time. Yeah. So, um, but that's because the matches went. It wasn't because of great character work. It wasn't because of a, a escalation in the storyline or it was so distinct from anything else. It was just, and or even when it, because the uh, story was even necessarily cohesive, even if it wasn't necessarily the most compelling. It was just that they had kick ass matches and you look around the rest of the company and, there was really good wrestling on that that year, but like there was nothing that like really got you know felt like some felt special as far as like their chemistry in the ring that year. So we went with that. Like there was none of, with the Kofi and Orton thing, especially uh, leading up to after SummerSlam. It was they're doing really really good stuff on TV to build you up on this match. The problem is they gave us a match that no one that most people do not want to see again, and then they're going to go out there and then like. No one wanted to see the match again. So it was like, uh, from that end, like, it was one of those things where, like, they did good work, but ultimately they didn't, they weren't able to execute, like, in the most important moments of a few, which that sucks. But that, if it just fits into the thing about TV with Kofi, like, Kofi was really good on TV on pay per views, which is lacking. So if they were able to, ever able to figure out a way to kind of change that, or maybe they just need a, a shot in the arm with, you know, Daniel Bryan being back in the picture. 
Sure, because Daniel Bryan never got a rematch. You got one on TV. Never did a pay per view rematch. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, you're right. So, um, gotta remember they got him out of there quick, quick, quick. Move, yeah. move around for the south, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, w- I was, you know, I was so excited to see Kofi Kingston be the champion, and I don't. I mean, are do you feel like this is a failure? Because this is what it, yes. it almost comes to me like that's how you feel is a failure. Okay. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I, I do. I, I don't necessarily disagree, but I don't. I don't necessarily disagree that it was a failure, but I don't think like this was anything that say like the talent was supposed to overcome. Like, yeah, he could have had better matches, but like we're talking about like what? What are we talking about? Like these ma- none of these matches are necessarily suck. These are matches that aren't necessarily good or, or look great anyway. They're just well wrestled matches, yeah, and that's I the end of it. They're, think, they're just there. I think we're looking at like two and a half to three star city. Like, yeah, and it's just like. I think the champion should be better than that. Right. I agree. Um, and you know, you for, should have more heat. You should have more heat on, as a champion. You should have more heat on pay-per-view than you do on TV. Right. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, this goes with the company never really respecting the uh, WWE championship. You know, I had them underneath, you know, mixed tag matches with, you know, Corbin and Rollins and, you know, things of that nature. They, they could have easily swapped Kofi out and, you know, it's nice they they tried it, and I think there's only one real thing that can save it. But it looks like they ran out of time. Is you know breaking up the new day like that would have been really the only thing that they could have done. Where it's like, oh shit, like, and we're gonna like I would tune in to watch the the breakup of the new day, right? Right, I right. But I think yeah, go ahead. But don't you feel like ultimately they always felt like this is this is never gonna be some like right or wrong. They never thought there's gonna be a thing that we're like. This is like the big. This is Kofi Mania is going to be like the next big thing or whatever. They they, they always put it. You know what I think they think it was, and actually what? Tom Gambardella brought this up. Said Kofi Kingston got the run that Dan Bryan was going to get in 2014 before he gave that shit to Brock. Like he like Kofi's about to get that shit to Brock. And yeah, then, except it was a lot. Except it's a lot. It was longer, but like, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, like, I, I like, see that. Had, now. He, had he not got injured, he would have got the SummerSlam, got dropped on his fucking dome sixteen times. He got killed. Yep, yeah, killed him forever. <laughs> Fortunate yeah. injury. Um, and yeah. you know that that's kind of like what Kobe is set up to be. Is this babyface champion? Everybody likes like no one likes Kobe Kingston less. I think <laughs> it just hasn't. Right. I don't right. think it's it's lit the world on fire like his pursuit of the championship. And you know what I believe in? I don't believe there's a such thing as you know someone being more interesting during the chase. Right? I believe there are only bad challengers, and the the company will set you up to be how successful you're going to be. And I don't think they set him up necessarily with people like that. Like instead of uh, having you know Joe Ziggler Orton. Where was Andrade? Where was Nakamura? Where was um, someone? Where was a Roman Reigns? Like something yeah, like that. But, yeah, I mean, but that's the problem with WWE. Like they don't, they don't build people up into these moments in a the way they should for their champions. Like they just make somebody a champion, and they say, "Go out there and fight whoever we decide for you to fight." And then it's like, well, this person like done enough? Has this person been doing interesting things, making people like the the people that are watching excited to see this matchup? No, okay, fine, good luck. Like, like they did Corbin versus Seth, right? Like yeah. they did no favors for Seth Rollins. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they did Becky Lynch after WrestleMania against Lacey Evans. Why in the fuck would that do anything for Becky Lynch? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it, it like, yes, that's a problem that 
that's 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 a, that's a problem that happened with Kofi, but that's not a problem that's specific to Kofi because everybody's that as champion ever getting these weak challengers. Like the only person not getting weak challengers is like AJ Styles, and they tell him to go out there and have these lame matches. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so um, yeah, but or actually, you know, it was funny because like people, I have to go back and watch and never watch, but like people uh, said that that Cedric match was good, except it was just short and, and AJ's kicked his ass, and I'm like, well, I mean, okay. Yeah. Not okay. That still don't excuse like what the fuck happened at SummerSlam with Ricochet of all people. But yeah, all right. Like that. Like that's that's what we've gone to with AJ Styles matches. Like we've gone from AJ is is like the only guy from I don't know how long that was in WWE and was able to compete with the rest of the world to all of a sudden like after that it's yeah he's the best in WWE tonight. Now it's like. What the fuck's going on now? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 really weird what that was happening to AJ. Like, it's almost like is he old? Is he broken down? Is it just like, is it just the entire company is just a complete mess and AJ is another example of it? Because I mean, there's a lot of that lead to for me it would lead me to believe that like yeah, the entire company is just a mess on the main right. roster. On some days I'd be like, yeah, AJ Styles washed up, and then other days I'm like, oh, AJ Styles still good, and then right. oh. Oh, the company fucked the match. Like, you know, right. they're, they're, like, and it's like we don't know which one's gonna happen right. at any time. Right. It's like he had the best match. He had the best entire match in the entire company so far this year on the main roster, right? Or not the company, but the, on the main roster this year with that, that Seth and AJ match, right? And then like he'll go on TV for and, and back when they were doing the, the no rustman doing <laughs> doing commercial breaks, yeah. and then like he'll go out there and have like an eight minute match with, with, with Ricochet. And it's like, dude, I can't wait till they go on pay per view. Then they go on pay per view, and you're like. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> so, so I don't know what's going on. Like, even I can't even like that. And I, I even I'm at I'm at thing like point where I'm just like, yo, what the fuck's going on with AJ? Like, I know he has a lot of shit going up against. Just like everybody else in his company, even fucking Roman Reigns is going up against their bullshit. But like, at some point, like we got to start. You know, at what point? At what point do we recoup our bread? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, at what point do like? There's all the fuck finishes and nonsense they did with Nakamura and and what, whatever else. Like, at what point do we finally get repaid by that? And also, but if and if the answer is, well, you got your your uh, Daniel Bryan match in uh, December. You got your uh, Seth Rollins match in. I don't remember what, remember what month that was after WrestleMania. It was May. Yeah, like like I'm sorry, but like uh, it ain't uh, enough. But, like, a classic match once every six months ain't enough for me. I'm sorry. Like, that dude's too talented for this nonsense. Knock, knock it the fuck off. Look, either the company or AJ Styles or both of y'all need to knock it the fuck up and get it together. Cause, plan. Yeah. Like, I look, you you gave me a, a year and a half of excellence, and now it's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's quite disheartening sometimes. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine... Oh, I'm... <laughs> Is it's like the sex has gotten less great after we've committed. You know what I'm saying? The longer we've been together, the sex has gotten less great. Just, just less, less spectacular, uh, less yes. excellent. Uh, so, uh, AW has a uh, they, officially the name uh, is AW Dynamite. Uh, it would be on Wednesday nights, of course. Uh, any thoughts on the name, James? Is it Dynamite or Wednesday Night Dynamite? It's, it's AW Dynamite. Has anybody done a JJ Walker Dynamite? Yes, yes, I, I believe okay. that's a that's a thing that got done. Okay, all right, because like I don't know why but every time I hear the word Dynamite, I think of like uh, remember Kanye sampled that shit for I think it was uh 
Was it for Rhymefest? I can't remember. He sampled JJ. Yeah, he's he sampled Dynamite for a hook for somebody, and he kept playing over and over. I think it was for Rhymefest, and I was just like. I, I, every time I hear the word dynamite, I think of JJ Walker yelling dynamite. I, I, my brain works in weird ways. Y'all know that. So, so it seems like yeah, everything but, from the initial report on AEW, like somehow it hasn't been like 100% accurate, but what would happen, it was kind of like a Rubik's cube. You just had to turn mm-hmm. it a little bit and then it would be accurate. Yeah. Like dynamite, yeah. the people that were involved, like Ross and Jericho. Uh, we didn't know. Yeah, about Ross, Tony Jericho, Khan. and Khan. Yeah. No, Ross, Jericho, and Khan. That story came out yep. and they were like, remember Jericho came out there, you know, Jericho, ultimate worker. Nah, yeah. not true. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So every- now you out, look. You say it is not true. Now you out here, you know, doing God knows what in Tallahassee yes. in, in, in a Longhorns. You know, going viral on this bitch. Like, yeah. So like the uh, AW double and nothing. Like that trademark all out was a trademark. So it was dynamite. So literally everything has happened. So um, another yeah. score, another one for the uh, dirt sheets. So will you? Will you? Will you wow. Will you? Uh, will you have? We have preferred it to be dynamite like it is now. Where you prefer to just be AEW? Like, uh, I'm cool with with dynamite. Like it gives them. I, like, I, I don't brand. hate it. Yeah, like it, it's not it's not a terrible name. But like I think that if you if you gave my choice of just call it All Elite Wrestling on TNT or All Elite Wrestling Dynamite on TNT is like what what y'all gonna do? Y'all gonna run two shows? Y'all gonna y'all gonna y'all gonna do a thunder? Please don't. <laughs> See, I, th- I, so, th- I think they're trying so, yeah. to have, like, you know, eventually be in a position where, like, Dynamite is the franchise, you know, and eventually, like, sell that franchise or get paid for that franchise. Like, when you associate a certain qual- quantity of sh- quality of show with this brand. That's kind of what I, what I think they're going for there. Um, the tag team uh, tournament bracket dropped. Uh, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the last show, did we? Uh... We may have. Okay. We may have. Okay. So just, we may just, have. just in case we did, we'll we'll run through it real quick. So yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, on the left side of the bracket, we've got Bucks Private Party, uh, Lucha Bros, Jungle Express, or excuse me, uh, Jurassic Express. <laughs> the Jungle Express is uh, in Stardom, but um, <laughs> then right side of the bracket, we've got uh, SCU taking on the Best Friends, and then we've got Dark Order with a bye. There, so they are fighting nobody in the first round. They're automatically in the semifinals. Um, so for me, um, you know, it's the Bucks need to go through, go ahead and, and get it done. But uh, this, the finals are on TV, so that leads me to think that there's still a big match plan for pay per view that does not involve uh, anyone, any combo of these teams in the tournament, unless it's a rematch, which I don't know, that would be rather lame. Uh, I think Santana and Ortiz is gonna be waiting for the winner. Also, yeah. also, oh, okay. also, I think Sonny Kiss is getting a shot at Chris Jericho in Philadelphia. Huh. What, what makes you think of that? He's undefeated. Um, is he? He is. Didn't he, lose in, didn't he lose in the Battle Royal? He's undefeated in singles. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, that, that's just an early prediction. I, I, I base that on nothing but the fact that he's undefeated. And then uh, Sammy Guevara is getting a shot at Cody. Cody was putting it out there. If he loses, he won't be in the title match. So... I think that they'll go and, and you know, they're going to bow to the pressure that we were talking about earlier in the show, I think, um, and, and, and really give Sonny Kiss that stage uh, against someone like Jericho. I think Jericho would embrace that uh, challenge a lot. So <laughs> uh, I, I would think it would be a cool match because uh, if you guys haven't seen uh, what Sonny Kiss can do in a longer form of a match, I recommend uh, the Sonny Kiss and Jack Evans match from uh, Lucha Underground. 
I I think Jericho can figure it out because he can figure out just about anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So is there an update on? Uh, oh yeah, and I, I do realize that we actually did talk about this last week or whatever because okay. we made we were joking about how uh, we were joking about how um, how ridiculous it was that uh, Evil Order got a buy by like not having a buy. Like they had to have a match to get a buy, right. like that, which it, which is only one round. It's not two rounds, so effectively, like they had to play just like everybody else, so they have more days rest. And like the only way they can explain it well is if they say like they had multiple days off as opposed to having to you know wrestle one week and then have another grueling match a week later. Um. So, uh, what was I going to say to you? I can't remember. I, I just blanked out that fast. Sorry about that. This man's losing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one funny thing I did catch on Twitter was, um, orange Cassidy's like, uh, starting to get around and I, I haven't just seen this just on Twitter. Like it's kind of gone viral, um, where people are like, who the fuck is this dude? He's doing cool shit. I've seen people on my personal Facebook that don't even like watch wrestling at all. Posting about how cool it, it was that he was doing moves in his pockets and things like that. So I'm like, man, so it, for like non fans, like this is what's like kind of appealing to them. Like there's a um, there's someone that sent a tweet out right, and it was like, "Bruh, who the fuck is this? This nigga's saucy as fuck." It has thirty six thousand retweets, tweets, and a hundred five thousand likes on it. I don't know. I'm who, guessing he was doing like dives with hands in his pockets and chilling um in the um the the one in from, the shades on the one from All Out where where he dove okay. on the Dark Order and shit. Gotcha. Okay. And let's see. I don't think this person is any type of celebrity or anything. Okay. They have 50,000 followers, whoever did this, right? So, yeah. And everyone's explaining who he is in the comment comments. Looks like, you know, it's getting around and, and people are showing love. So, uh, you know, good for Orange Cassidy. But that that is, that is like, strange. It makes me think that, you know, there might be something to Orange Cassidy. I don't know yet. I've never watched a full match of his, uh, you know, a singles match or anything. But... I don't know. <laughs> so, so somebody likes it. So, um, man. yeah, I mean, I think that, I think there's a utility to it as far as like, you think it's like, there's a comedy aspect to it that should be able to work. I just think you have to take care with it. So then like, like he, you have to take care with it just like any other comedy act. So it doesn't, you know, mess around and, you know, end up screwing up something as far as like the people that you think are money. That's all. So the next, um, person getting a shot at the universal title of course is our good friend on one nation radio bray wyatt um so uh after halloween season <clears throat> how much longer do you th- do you see the fiend uh having this lasting power should they just uh go ahead and just strap it to him and try to like ride it out or should they just use him to enhance seth rollins because i don't know um... seth rollins seems kind of lame right now I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm really in on anything like involving. Um, I won't sacrifice nobody uh, that I think could have a future for for Seth Rollins right now at this point in time. Like, um, like I should. I would have him out there like beating Rey Mysterio or AJ Styles or whatever else or you know whoever else you can pick this line on too. But like, if I have somebody I think is on the rise or whatever else or somebody that looks like they could you know that has a buzz going for them the big time, I kind of save it for later. Um, now, as far as uh, the Bray thing come, but now they're in the situation that they're in now with, uh, it seems like he's going to have the match at um, Hell on a Cell. I don't know how to get out of it. Like, I mean, if it were me, 
and 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 the new and like you have to pick a winner and be your next champion. There's no there's no easy way out. Like the, the fuck the fans. Mm-hmm. Then I think I think you make Bray Wyatt a champion. Uh, but I think that they're gonna find some alternative to that. Uh, absolutely, because they're always weird with Bray Wyatt, and also like they're kind of uh, they're in this weird thing with Seth Rollins right now, where it's like they can, they've committed to him, but it's like. He's like they let not him doing... beat Brock Lesnar and Strowman right. back to back clean. Right. People were right. not fear- but... were not happy about this either. You know what people right. I'm talking about. Right. So yeah. So it's like for me, it's like even though it's not going well, you've done all that. You've you've you've. It's the same thing we talk about uh, Bray or Brock Lesnar at times. Like you have beaten people that had value to get this dude over or, or uh, quote unquote over to a certain extent. So like now, what are you gonna do? Like, are you gonna sacrifice Bray, uh, Braun Strowman again to like do some unsuccessful to be for the person that just like conquered that hurdle to be unsuccessful again? Like they did that uh, at going into WrestleMania 34. So, um, they're, in a, they're they they putting themselves into a corner. How do they keep doing this? <laughs> this is you know what I'm saying. This is what they're known for, James. This is all they yeah, do. Yeah, like this is. Yeah, this is very similar. This is very similar to, or not very similar, but like because CM Punk's women popular. Like this is kind of like CM as a Punk heel. And, yeah, <laughs> right. Like this is they they have kind of they have something that parallels at, uh, at certain points, like the Bray Wyatt and and Ryback thing, and they you know they you saw how they got themselves out of that one. And I don't know, like I heard somebody suggest like you use Finn Balor to come back as a demon to get uh, to to make the save for. Um, for for Seth, and I'm just like, I've had enough of Seth Rollins getting saved in fucking Hell in a Cell matches. Oh man, oh, yeah, man, yeah. So you got that, and also like Bray or, or not Drew, but uh, Balor was just gone for like he's only gone for two months. Like save that. Like if if you're if you're if if there's a potential. You know, fiend versus demon thing. Like you need to say that shit for like for like Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. Yeah, man. Um. <laughs> like you know, it's funny. We were talking about the Kitchen Liger stuff off air. Oh, right? did you want to talk about that on air? Cause boy, boy, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of this shit. This man has well, a I, fucking spike. Well, I I, well, I brought it up because I was thinking about how. Um, well. I, we were talking about like you know, kind of like supernatural, creepy st- like st- gimmicks or whatever else. And now that I just thought of the kitchen stuff. So yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, man. It um, you know, and, and shouts out to guys like keeping it strong style. They've been talking about Keishan Liger like uh, years ago, like or like last year at least. Like that was the first time mm-hmm. I ever heard about it. Uh, and he only pulled Keishan Liger out on separate only three other times in his career. This is the fourth time. Uh, yeah, it looks a, di- yeah. a little different now. Of course, he doesn't have any more hair, but he's like painted up the whole head white. There's like black paint on it. He's a lot more aggressive. He was fucking up refs. He was had Minoru Suzuki uh, scatting like a bitch. He damn near tried to kill Minoru Suzuki today uh, by jamming a spike through his um, uh, forehead, but Suzuki yeah. moved and, and the spike went through the Japanese table. So he was um, yeah. he put some heat behind that strike. Um, yeah. I ain't never seen no shit like this. So. <laughs> Okay, so I was I was actually at brunch, and uh, this is this because I guess it's my day with the spoilers online uh, on Twitter. Uh, luckily, 
I didn't care about being spoiled when it comes to New Japan. I only cared about the G about the uh, the Grand Prix. I got fucked on that. We we already discussed that. We'll move on. I'm still I'm still reeling, but we'll we'll, we'll work through. <laughs> it. So I'm I, mean, I I see a GIF or actually a video, and I have no audio, but all I see is a some uh Liger getting choked out. He's in a, he's in a, he's in the the sleeper from um from Suzuki. I see him do a reverse low blow with his foot. Then all of a sudden, I see him take off his mask. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Now I see Pan underneath the mask. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so then, and then all of a sudden he and then all of a sudden he rips off his uh the bodysuit. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, the, and then he blows miss. I'm like, wait, what? 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 Yes. And, and then he he grabs a spike and he tries to stab up. Uh, he tries to murder. <laughs> he tries to murder Minoru Suzuki. I'm like, yo, what? What is this? What is this? So, I so then I see people saying Kishin or Kishin Liger. I'm like, what the fuck is Kishin Liger? I go. To, I I get on the wiki. Uh, uh, uh October twentieth, ninety six. Um, Muda versus Liger. Um, Mood is cheating. He's using brooms and st- brooms and shit, and then all type of stuff. Cheating, going beneath the ring, and all of a sudden uh, he starts cheating even more. He rips the mask. Uh, Liger goes face down. He uh, Muda gets out the ring, grabs chair, gets in the ring. All of a sudden, Liger looks up. He has a pale paint on his face, and 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 and, and, and it freaks Muda the fuck out. Uh, and then they continue to wrestle. So. I, I hop on the uh I go and start start googling around. I think it's on Daily Motion. Watch the match, dude. Like I know it was '96 and it wasn't a classic match or anything, but except for like this, you know, the end of the match with the with the Keisha thing, uh-huh. dude. You watch how sudden like Muda is, and you watch him like work with Liger. He's like, this is why these are all two of the all time greats, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You're like you're like Jesus, like their like their charisma. And like their theatricality, just like off the charts. When you know one has paint on, the other one has a mask on, until the other one takes off the mask and he has paint underneath him. Dude's like, and then you watch Liger when he takes off that ma- or takes off the mask and he has the paint on with the hair, and you're just and he he's making this like this animalistic like howling woo noise, and you're just like, yo, this is <laughs> what like I don't know how he only uses one time. This should have been like an era of his career, like. He should have been, or he should have used a lot more as like, okay, if you invoke this, if you piss this dude off enough, like he will go to this level we'll and there is no saving you. Yes. Like you, like, I, I will send you the link and you watch, you'll be like, yo, this is, one is like, yo, this is wild. And two is like, now we understand why that dude was so charismatic. You're able to understand all his emotions for all these years, even with the mask on, because like, even when he takes the mask off, he's emoting. Even then, he was like, "Yo, this dude was like the all, one of the all-time great." Obviously, he was already one all-time great, but like he was like handicapping himself, and he was still one of the all-time great. <laughs> and so, playing with a handicap. Yes, and he was still he was still you know taking the off the high so, end. Yes, yes. So you're just like, yo. Um. So, but anyway, like I, I'm interested to see you this whole thing, and I saw there was talks about when he when Minoru previously had took the mask off. He was mm-hmm. saying, I want to see the real you. So, like, they were kind of always alluding to this. So, like, you know, I don't know I'm how, you know, we, we've been talking about this for months. We've been talking about this for months. Like, how are they going to, like, if, if the idea is they're going to save this to 
a Tokyo Dome show, you know, the fourth or the fifth, how are they going to be able to keep this, you know, keep this going? Well, they figured out how to keep this going. Yeah, I, I really want to watch that that eventual match that they do now. And, and I yeah. wasn't initially thrilled. I'm like, all right, uh, Liger Suzuki, okay. And then I've heard more about, you know, their backstories. They had a legit fight, um, and, you know, that happened before. And, you know, right. it's it, I, if you think about it, and it's like, well, fuck it. Why not? Like, <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, it, like, last, maybe the situation, maybe the situation where, like, on the fourth, we get you know, Kishin versus Suzuki. And then like on the fifth, we have like the last match with Liger as Liger. Right. Like, I think that would be appropriate, especially because there's two shows like you're going to need, you know, let's see it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Last thing I want to talk about today is I watched a uh, video on YouTube. I'm not familiar with, uh, I don't remember who put up the video. It's like a 27 minute look at how WWE ruined the summer of punk in 2011. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we, 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 we bringing this one back up, huh? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, um, you know, we, we searching today, but I, I watched this the other day and it didn't even occur to me. So during this whole thing, not only did they cash in on CM Punk, right? Of course, to give him that yep. L there. They then beat that man three consecutive pay-per-views. They had him lose to Triple H, who just randomly showed up out of retirement. They talked about all the Kevin Nash stuff and him not getting cleared. In the whole entire storyline is that Punk is the returning babyface, the returning anti-hero, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, revolutionary for the disenchanted fan base. And they have him... Pick the fight with Triple H for for the whole month, and then Triple H just beats them. <laughs> yes, yes, and they do all the interference, all the run-ins, all the finishers, uh, all the kickouts. They have them take like three pedigrees. They have Miz and R-Truth run in. John Laurinaitis is involved. Kevin Nash is involved. Your grandmother's involved. Everyone's involved. Um, they had him then team with Triple H. <laughs> Or, or excuse me, they had him lose in the Hell in a Cell the next month uh, to take the right. pin by getting hit in the head with the pipe by Del Rio. Yeah, Cena, of which, course. Which... Go ahead. Sorry. C- Cena was locked out of the cage, so he couldn't possibly yeah. take the pin. Yes. I, I, look, you know, we don't give WWE a lot of credit for uh, for 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 being, like, really craftful, but, like, it is some poetry and a person delivering the pipe bomb, and then, like, we try to sabotage his career by having him getting beat in what a, a beat to death with a pipe. <laughs> yep. That's, that's like, look, that is just... I didn't think about it at the time, and now thinking about it now, I was like, wow, they really did do that. Yeah. They, they um... They was trying to cool his jets from day one. So instead of having, you know, Cena do the, the, the job there, and then promoting or, your... better your ma- yet... Or better yet, how about we just have CM Punk win the fucking thing back? <laughs> Correct. Um, you know, apparently, so I'm just going on what they did. So they wanted yeah, yeah, to get yeah. to Punk and Del Rio at um, Survivor, Survivor Series. Series, right? Wouldn't that be a lot hotter if CM Punk wasn't the guy that actually got pinned? And he was coming yeah. in there. Yes, but you got to remember, the main event is uh, for Survivor Series that year was uh, awesome right. truth, awesome truth versus The Rock and John Cena. So they couldn't beat. So they couldn't beat Cena. So they was putting themselves in the corner back then, James. Yes, they've been booking oh themselves in the God. corners for years. Oh they, my they, yes. God! 
Yeah. Um, then they, you know, fresh off of that, of course, the uh, Awesome Truth ran it in the cage match and everything. They had Triple H and CM Punk then team up because we can give CM Punk the rub from Triple H. <laughs> what month is this? This is like September by this point, I believe. Okay. Actually, no, this is October. This is Vengeance. Okay. Gotcha. So. They have them team up against the Miz and R Truth, and they <laughs> they beat CM Punk instead of Triple H, or instead of the Miz and R Truth because the Miz and R Truth have the headline against Rock and Cena the next month. So who gets fucked again? CM Punk. They have been fucking with us from the moment we came back, James. <laughs> So, like I just didn't see it until I watched that video. Yeah. yeah so re- so remind me because I'm kind of my I'm kind of my vision's kind of fuzz or my my memory's kind of fuzzy on this. So was that Hell in a Cell match where seeing where uh, Del Rio grabs the pipe and and locks out uh, and locks out your boy uh, Cena while he beats up CM Punk with the pipe? Like was that also the same match where like Austin Truth runs and beats up the cameraman? Tri- yes. uh, the crowd they try. Uh, Triple H and the rest of some of the guys try to open up the door. Uh, they get them out, and then Triple H starts beating up uh, our truth and, and yes. uh, while they're handcuffed. That's all the same match. Same match, dude. Do you understand how overbooked that is? <laughs> Think about we we talked. We just said that. Listen, we just talked about a triple threat championship Hell in a Cell match yes. where one person they and somehow they ended up outside of the outside of the cage, mm-hmm. and then that le- leaves Cena to get locked out uh, out of it, and then. They, Del Rio grabs a pipe and beats CM Punk to death with a squeaking pin. <laughs> that that uh, that is enough itself. So I'm assuming that. So I'm trying to I think figure this out. Was the like, post match was was our truth. I'm sorry, was our truth and Miss under the ring or something? Or what happened? Okay, how did they get into the ring? Okay, so when the um the match ended, right? Yeah, they would have um uh, they they raised the cage a little bit. And I think they ran it through the crowd, if I'm not mistaken. I ha- I'd have to w- rewatch the Wait, uh, match. So, so you're telling me that Punk? You say telling me that Del Rio won the match was over, and then they decided to invade after the match was over. Right. And that's how they went dark. Yeah, and then they did that whole beatdown and the arrests and everything like that. Uh, okay, okay. I don't see how like that helps out Del Rio because like you don't even remember what the fuck just happened with you know your champion. But okay. Yeah. And, and of course, it was just like, wow. So, we were going to make him whole again after that. And we're going to give him uh, the championship match at Survivor Series, not in the main event. And finally, cap off this whole summer by yeah. making him the champion. Yeah, and they follow that through the rest of the way. But, like, I think he never main events another – he never main events pay-per-view. He main events five out of 14 pay-per-views while he's the champion. Oh, okay. That's – okay, I'm, I'm confusing that with AJ. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, and, and it's a lot more detail. They go through the promos they were cutting, which were designed to make CM Punk look ridiculous. Um, they were say, saying, you know, different things of them backing into a corner with the Kevin Nash stuff, how when Kevin Nash finally came back, it wasn't even CM Punk who got to beat him. It was Triple H that got to beat him. Right. It was right. just a complete fuck up all around. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah that's, that's, that's all pretty much. I don't have anything to add. Yeah. Like, it, it was... 
I have to go back. I mean, I probably have to. You know, it's a good way to go back and get over stuff, right? Is to go back to listen to Brian and Vinny pay per view reviews, oh, instant yeah. reviews. Yeah, like those are always either like either they're so enthusiastic or they're just murdering shit. So you know, like if it's good, even if, if it's good, you it, it, it gets praised for being good. Like there's a few things I enjoy more than hearing like uh, Vin- Vincent Verhey like review a match that he loved, like. <laughs> It, it is so enjoyable. It was like, yes, that's exactly what I enjoyed. I'm glad that you enjoyed the same thing I enjoyed uh, during this match. Like when they talked about, uh, for example, uh, at SummerSlam, when they talked about how Brock was swinging around uh, Seth by by the rib tape, like that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I, I guess I'm gonna have to go back and, and check that one out. And maybe they picked, maybe they were paying attention to that, and we just weren't at the time either. It's just like because we had no context of this is a company that's not really, you know, it, you know what. When we got back into it, it was like it seemed like they were firing all cylinders. Like they already had a top star in, C- in Cena. He's about to you know, they set up a year long feud with with The Rock to get and The Rock's coming back. And then you have this other guy come out of nowhere and cut this promo. And they cut and you know this this angle where like he leaves, he's a champion, and like he's coming back. Like that that fed right into me coming right back. And like it seemed like they were a that they were a competent company. And also it was two hour show Raw. Yeah. So. It seemed like they were a competently ran company as far as their creative. And then, like, you know, the more you watch it, the more you notice the patterns and you see, like, you know, why did this not get paid off? Why did they do this and then drop it? And why did, you know, this happen and this happen? Do you, and you, do you remember how, like, Yo, how this... do, you, do you remember how furious I was how they blew off the conspiracy storyline? Because I really thought that could have been. Something. Yeah, you fucking love that thing. You were like, yeah, man, like, there's got to be a conspiracy behind it. Like, no, man, like, there's no, there's no conspiracy. Like, this is gonna be our true just conspiracy Negro and like Miz just an upset loser. Yeah, I was I was quite like like they could. You you so really wanted you really you really wanted a higher power out this bitch. You really yeah, did. I, I did. I did. <laughs> I did want a higher power. That's exactly it. Um, it was me, Cena. <laughs> it was me, Punk. It was me, Truth. You know, I mean, they never tied it all together, but like when they did the video of Lauren Knight sending the text from Triple H's phone to Nash, like wouldn't that be the conspiracy? I I would have to go back and look. No, they never. They look. No, it because wasn't they, because they, it, because they no, ended no, up having I, Kevin Nash say he texted himself. But wait, there was a video of they remember they found footage of Lauren Knight texting uh texting Nash from Triple H's phone. When Triple H was by his phone. Remember that? I don't. Yes. Yeah. Who, who rem- look? I remember that. I don't know. I, Some somebody let us know that that yeah. has watched yeah. this yeah. thing. Yikes! Um, that remembers. Yikes! That's gonna wrap Yikes. the show up, guys. Uh, this week. So thanks for listening and all that. Uh, make sure you check out the rest of the shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Of course, Sundays here we got One Nation Radio. Uh, Tuesdays we got Keeping It Strong Style. Wednesdays, grown men watch this shit. Uh, every other Wednesday that is, we got the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Wednesdays. Um, Thursdays we got Get in the Ring with Danny uh, and on the weekends we got All Things Elite with Floyd sometimes Amy, sometimes Tiffany and we may have you know some more uh, as these Wednesday night wars heat up we may have like uh, some review shows uh, heading up uh, directly after those shows so look out um, you know nothing's finalized yet but that's something we're talking about uh, amongst you know the uh, network here, maybe like a floating type thing to where different you you get different mashups of the um you know crews here on social suplex. So, uh, James, anything to add before we get up out of here, man? No, nah, um, 
you know, we, we went into the show thinking like we really have much to talk about, and then like you know, sure shit, like we just we just shot the shit on on, and it was recorded, and we were able to get through it. How long was the show? One twenty right now. See. Like, even while we had nothing to talk about, we were able to stretch it over an hour. Boy, look, look at us giving y'all this here good content, man. Yeah, um, we, yeah, we we definitely put in our half. So yeah. when next time it comes to one of these and we send out a thing, ask for you guys to ask us questions, you better than we'll ask us questions. Yeah. We out here giving. <laughs> we out here giving. Yeah, it's time for you to give back. <laughs> yeah, man. So make sure uh, I'm actually putting out a series on my YouTube channel. You can check it out uh, for those of you guys that um, have ever – checked out my music or anything like that i'm doing a thing where i'm literally talking about how it all started for me from like the age of 11 up to current day so i have two episodes in uh, i'm gonna be talking about the third when i moved down to florida so this will probably be the next episode where i talk about when i met james for the first time so <laughs> oh, God. Um, so i you know got some new music coming soon May, been hard at work uh, on that so uh, be on the lookout for a lot of that stuff as well Hey, yeah. So you, I remember the other day you were making some joke about how Ti said he was an OG at twenty, uh, at twenty four, right? Yeah. Right, because uh, you don't know me, right? Yeah. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. You said even rappers use eleven, right? Uh, that's the first time I ever wrote a rap. I didn't really consider myself to be a rapper until like eighth grade. So oh, okay. fourteen, like I was like, I felt like I was okay. an artist at fourteen. But yeah, the first time I ever rapped okay. was when I was eleven. Okay, I'm about to say you was OG at 24 too. You just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, we will holler at you next week. Later.